This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. A look at here. We done made a podcast. <laughs> you guys, my name is Dara. This is Dear Hallmark, where I review Hallmark movies and TV shows. And I can't believe this is the first episode of a Hallmark-themed podcast. Like, I never saw this happening. I never saw this coming. And I'm super excited that this is happening. (laughs) Uh, A little bit about me. I'm from the Northeast United States. Um... Philadelphia to be exact. (laughs) I know the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air song is going off in your head as I speak. And that is true about my life. West Philadelphia is where I was born and raised. But I did not spend most of my days on the playground as I am um, athletically challenged. Amen. Uh, I love Jesus. I love words. I I have an English degree from Penn State. And I also love interior design. I have an interior architecture degree from Philadelphia University, which is now Thomas Jefferson University. But y'all, I love Christmas, I love C.S. Lewis, and I love the Hallmark Channel. And I feel like that accurately sums me up as a person because you can draw what you will from those four things, Jesus, Christmas, C.S. Lewis, and Hallmark, and pretty much put me together in a package and be like, here you go. So I am happy that you're here. Cheers to you, whatever time it is that you're listening to this. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Let's get into how the heck I got into Hallmark in the first place. So I always grew up with the Hallmark Channel. My mom was the avid Hallmark watcher in our household. Personally, though, I didn't begin to join her Hallmark adventures until Christmas time. I was kind of, I was not kind of, I was unaware of the seasonal movies that Hallmark produces I was only aware of the Christmas ones even as I got older especially when I got older because I didn't have uh, time to watch all the other ones but I remember it like it was yesterday y'all it was 2019 it was a late night I was emotionally taxed and and exhausted and I saw that there was this Hallmark movie on and I DVR'd it because I knew not to watch it with my sister and dad because they clown me (laughs) They clown me for watching Hallmark movies sometimes. Like if I were to watch one with them there and there's like a little cheesy romantic scene, they would be the ones going, and I'm just like, shut up. (laughs) So I, I waited until they went to sleep and I watched this movie and I said, I need this forevermore. (laughs) And the movie in particular was Love on the Slopes. It was in my, like, during my favorite season, winter, doing some of my favorite things that I only dream about at this moment, which are winter excursions. I really do enjoy the winter. Summer is my antagonist. Summer is my villain. So know that as I'm trying to appreciate all of the seasons, summer is literally the antithesis of who I am. So I was just in la la land. I was in dreamland watching that movie. And then a little later down the line in 2019, 
I tore my Achilles. So I was down a few months even before COVID hit. And during that time, that's when I was began. Um, I got the Hallmark Movies Now streaming channel on Amazon Prime. And I just began to binge Hallmark movies. <laughs> and then I took a summer off and got into a mad medieval phase with like Robin Hood and Vikings and the Three Musketeers. And then come Christmas... It was like we're back on the train because um, 2020 of Christmas 2020 was the first time that I actually got to watch and enjoy the Christmas movies as they aired. Normally during that time, I would be ripping and running, doing production stuff for my church for our church's annual Christmas production. But this was the first time, you know, with COVID didn't have to do that. So I could literally watch all of the movies. And then I thought to myself, I said, self, myself said, I said, so let us review these said Hallmark movies. I wonder who else out there likes them. And I remember distinctively having a thought, don't worry about who else is out there in terms of like who else reviews Hallmark movies. Just be yourself and put the put the videos out there. And so that's what I did. And that's how Dear Hallmark got started. And I, the title came from me, like using my, the reviews as kind of my love letter to Hallmark. And if you listen in the earlier videos, I actually sign off uh, sincerely, Dara. <laughs> that was going to be my little thing. Like I would say, Dear Hallmark, let's talk about Jingle Bell Bride or Chateau Christmas. And then I would give my review and then say, sincerely, Dara. And that's how Dear Hallmark got started. And then on my personal Instagram, I began posting a lot about Hallmark. And I was like, wait, let me just make a separate Instagram. Because then my own personal Instagram began to get really Hallmark heavy. And so that's where I made that Dear Hallmark Instagram page. And now we are in podcast form, which is kind of cool. Thank you guys so much, those of you who have watched my reviews and have sent me kind and encouraging words, you you guys really have no idea how much they minister to me, encourage me, and help me in my Hallmark reviewing journey. It's so cool to find out about all the different Hallmark podcasts and reviewers that are out there who love Hallmark movies just as much as I do. So I am excited to bring to you guys today a little bit of Hallmark news. So let's start off with Hallmark Mahogany. Hallmark Mahogany is a line of cards catered to the Black experience and Black culture. Now, what's great is that they are partnering with Hallmark Movies and Mysteries to develop quarterly visuals to celebrate Black culture which I think are amazing. I'm not sure if they're going to be TV shows or movies, but I am really excited that we'll get to see um, Hallmark Mahogany kind of be more into the into the Hallmark Channel space. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. That is supposed to start 2022, I believe. And then our last little bit of Hallmark news is from Hallmark Publishing. If you are an avid reader like myself, first of all, let me let me tell you, Hallmark does have a publishing company, okay? And so they have released some really delicious titles for us this summer, and they are doing a Summer Reads giveaway. You guys have one week for this giveaway. It ends the 16th, and you can enter every day if you want to. I know I am. 
and you'll get all of their summer, summer titles that they've released this year, along with a cute uh, beach tote. And then you'll also get an audio book as well. So that will conclude our Hallmark news for this episode. We're going to take a micro break. And y'all, we're going to get into this review. Okay. The Irresistible Blueberry Farm. I'm just going to have a moment of silence for that title. That title took me back. I, I, it's a lot because I'm like, okay, it's irresistible. We're talking about blueberries and there's a farm. This movie stars Allison Sweeney, Mark Lucas, Kevin Smith, the one and only from You Had Me at Aloha and One Calls the Heart, as well as Shelley Jones. Um, it came out 2016 and it is based off of a novel written by Mary Simses, I believe her name is pronounced. Uh, it's spelled S-I-M-S-E-S. But... The novel is called The Irresistible Blueberry Bake Shop and Cafe, which funny enough, we see Allison Sweeney's character, Ellen. We see Ellen frequent that Irresistible Blueberry Cafe and it's called, get this, The Irresistible Blueberry Cafe. That's what the cafe is called. Uh, so what is this blueberry farm thing about? So Ellen is this high powered New York attorney. She's a boss lady. She has your, your black pinstriped pantsuits, your black pumps, your tight buns, your, um, coach and Burberry bag. It's like, I'm walking through here, getting it done and you can't say nothing about it. However, she had a very, I would say, beautiful and cool relationship with her grandmother and that they both enjoyed puzzles. So upon her grandmother's passing, her grandmother left her a clue um, in which she found a book that had a letter that her grandmother wanted her to deliver to someone in a small town called Beacon, Maine. And her mom, Ellen's mom, is just like, what are you doing? This is below you. You don't need to do this. Like, you're about to get married to, what was his name? Hayden. That's Kevin Smith's character. This is a high society profile event. Don't worry about it. Like, that type of thing. So Ellen's like, I hear you, mom, but grandma said do this. And that's what I'm going to do. So she goes, she goes to Beacon Hill or I think it's just Beacon, um, Beacon, Maine. And we find that she's also into photography, which is something her grandmother taught her. And so she's snapping pictures of this thing. She's trying to get some type of photo. And she goes out on this dock and the dock is looking a little Humpty Dumpty-ish. And she did take a big fall as she fell into the river or into the body of water. I don't know what type of body of water it was. And then up jumps our leading man and Roy, played by Mark Lucas, and he's comforting her. Are you okay? Breathe. Lie on your back. I'm here. Everything's all right. You can stand up. And so she stands up, looks into the eyes of this man and plants a big one on him. And I'm, and if you don't, it's a kiss. I was, I said, oh, we, this is how you feel six minutes in. 
we just gonna we gonna dive right in Stephen Curtis Chapman right into this boy like that's how you feel I was like what I literally said out loud what in the world now mind you she's kissing homie there are all of these people back on the shore um like snapping pictures and lo and behold what ends up on the front page of the beacon newspaper but her kissing him and the the headline reads my hero (laughs) so she goes to the front desk attendant her name is paula she's like listen i'm finna extend my stay we need to get these papers out of here okay this is not good for my image and so she's driving around trying to obtain all of these new newspapers and she keeps bumping into him now you can tell off jump that they have like there's physical attraction there for sure and so some time goes by and there is this beautiful scene that transpires y'all it's my favorite scene in the whole movie uh she overhears these raucous guys talking about oh you throw like a girl with darts and she's all the way offended she's high key offended she's like excuse me what you mean throw like a girl let me show you what it's hitting for literally and so she challenged she was like i got a hundred dollars for anyone who can beat me in darts and who takes her up on the offer but roy so they play this dark game called dead presidents where they have to i guess get hit their face or something like that and she ends up beating him and then they end up talking about some blueberry farm that he's trying to save that even though like that was a little bit of the the premise of him this blueberry farm it played a backseat to everything else that was going on like it wasn't even in the back seat. It was in the trunk, which is why it confused me that this title is the Irresistible Blueberry Farm. But it's mainly the journey of this woman who is discovering more about her grandmother. She discovers that her grandmother paints. She discovers how much her grandmother um, loved the small town that she was in. She discovered that her grandmom was deeply in love with another man, but chose her grandfather. Uh, and that kind of took her aback as well. But I I think overall, even with um, the lack of depth that I feel like this movie gave me, like you could tell this movie was based off of a novel. Even more so, this made me want to go read the novel. So maybe it was successful in that. But I definitely want to read the novel because I feel like there's more to be had here with this movie. This movie only scratches the surface with what it can do. Um, and I think overall, I'm going to give this movie out of five crowns, three and a half. The dance scene by itself is a crown and a half. And then the ending scene is a crown and a half. And then Paula, the front desk attendant, she gets her own half crown because the rapport between Ellen and Paula, I... I couldn't tell if they were sisters, if they were friends, like their relationship wasn't properly established. Like I couldn't, I mean, I don't, I don't know. And then throughout the movie, you see Ellen interact with her grandmother as if she's like, she's really there. That's who Shirley Jones plays is the grandmom, but she's, she's really passed away. So, so in essence, Ellen is talking to air and I would have loved to see just to kind of add a, a, 
uh, element of humor, how other people would perceive Ellen in that moment as she's talking to her quote unquote grandmother, whether it be her in the car, her on a porch, her outside of a building, other people seeing her talking to air, whereas she legitimately sees her grandmother. And when I say legitimately, like she's conversing with this woman, talking back, having little bits of attitudes here and there, laughing, like all of it, like it's, it's as if the grandmother is really there. I would have loved to see um, how the outside, like the outside looking in on that. That would be my take on it. And then I I know these are our perfect world type of movies, but I there's still some part of me that cringes when we rush right to love at the end. And so the fact that she told him she loves him at the end, I was like, oh, come on, y'all. Like, can I at least get a major like? So that was something that dampered it down for me as well. But I I loved the mystery aspect. It was definitely intriguing. And I enjoy. I really applauded um, what they did with Ellen's character as she felt the attraction grow for Roy, she knew she couldn't act upon it because she was engaged to Hayden, played by Kevin Smith, who, by the way, I didn't even realize it was him because he, you know, he has that very particular accent in When Calls the Heart that he used also in You Had Me at Aloha. He didn't have that accent here. So I I, I didn't recognize him at first until I looked closer. I was like, that's Kevin. But he did a great job. He was playing some type of like politician or congressman running for something. Um, and then he found out, like, he saw that paper and found out, ooh, y'all, the tension of it all. Now, the acting, it was well done. The mother, she killed her part. She was this prim, prissy, kind of well-to-do, like, high society. We need to the upper crust, you know. She played that part really, really well. And you could see the contrast between Ellen's hustle and bustle life and then the town of Beacon. I also appreciated that as well. Well, that is my take on the irresistible blueberry farm. We're going to take another micro break and then I'm going to tell you how we can talk about the irresistible blueberry farm together. Stay tuned. way for you to tell me your thoughts on the irresistible blueberry farm or any other hallmark movie that i talk about in the future you have the opportunity to leave a voice message there is a link in the show notes that will take you to a page where you can leave a minute long recording of your thoughts and what i'm going to do is include it here on the podcast and respond to them and i think that's just a cool way for us to interact in this medium of podcasting. And on top of that, for those of you who want to support the Dear Hallmark podcast, you have a chance to do that financially. There is a link in the show notes where that will take you to a page that will show three tiers of giving. There's a 99 cent per month tier, a 4.99 month per month tier, and a 9.99 per month tier. So at the 4.99 per month tier, you will be included in what I like to call the Dear Hallmark Family Circle. It is a private Facebook page where we just going to cut up. <laughs> we going to we're going to go live, we're going to talk about all the new things, the old things, the things we want to happen. It it's just going to be just like this, but more of a live interaction. You'll also receive um 
exclusive episodes that won't be published here on the podcast. And you'll get early access to the YouTube videos that I'll do for the Dear Hallmark YouTube channel. And those of you who give at the $9.99 per month level, you'll have the option to both go on live with me on Instagram, as well as co-host an episode of the podcast. So be sure to check that out if that's something that you're interested interested in. But other than that, y'all, I am so excited to embark on this journey of Hallmark podcasting with you guys to review the movies, to talk about the TV shows, to hear your responses. I'm here for all of it. Well, you guys, this is the first episode of Dear Hallmark. This is Dara signing off and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.